Okay. So we're streaming right now, but we're, we'll go live in a couple minutes. We'll, we'll start the show in a couple minutes. So everybody just get friendly, get situated, get your live stuff on. Okay, so how to sell an Operation Wolf in two steps. Step mm-hmm. one, buy the Operation Wolf. <laughs> that was the first mistake. Step That's two. That's where you screwed up. <laughs> step two, call Joysticks in Houston and say, I'll sell it to you for what I bought for it, bought it for. And then that was it. He, he did it. But I swear, as they were loading Char- it on the truck. Charlie? Uh, Charlie. As, as Charlie? they were loading it onto the truck, I was, saw it wobbling like it was going to collapse in on itself. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm glad that's not in here anymore. See, I have I have two nice ones. And oh. I, I have, like, started at 400, then 300, then 200. <laughs> and, like, I feel like I have to go and, like, put it in somebody's truck. Like, if somebody's parked out on the street, I have to go to load it in there. I'd be like, I don't know how it got there. Oh. Yeah, I think I paid and sold it for three fifty, and it was it had the pedestal all broken off. So, yeah, can you believe this is such an exciting story? Um, and then and then I took my clothes off. So now what? it's getting good. No. All right, guys, uh, let's <laughs> check out the chat. It's good to see you guys. Holy crap, we got a bunch of people. Dave from Buffalo, Mister Peabody, Canine King. Hey, man, thanks. For joining Give Zero FX, Yashizago, Johannes Kubinsteiner. Oh boy, these are people, you know, just, just really good to see you guys. Uh, Natropolis, dude, didn't know this was up today. You have no idea how much I needed this. Thanks, man. Good to see you. I think I might own Natropolis like one of these magnets that's sitting back here. Wait, we have to send chocolates out. See, yeah, I know. I, I don't know who won last week, but we have a Space Invaders. Uh, a Satan's Hollow and a Burger Time that were supposed to go out. And I have the packs. I got them today. So I just need to send those out. So if you haven't said it, uh, a Satan's Hollow and a Burger Time that were supposed All to go out. All right. Just mute that yeah. thing a little bit. It's muted. All right. Cool. It's good to. Good to uh, so Todd, uh, look at your chat. It's just filling up. Is right. it? Oh. Yeah. Yeah, uh-huh. Yes. Uh-huh. Good, to, good to see it. Yep. Good, good uh, so Todd, uh, look at your. I gotta get that off. Yeah, I gotta mute. I gotta mute me down. All right, sounds good. Okay. All right. Make sure I'm on the right account. Why is the view screwed up for me? Did they change it again? Because I mean, all of a sudden I can't see my chatters. Yeah, I've got something weird here. I'm trying to. It's down on the bottom. Oh. You either have to bust it out, or I mean, they change this yeah. like weekly. They don't tell anybody how to. I see Whoa. the pop-out chat. That went big. Is that what got? you did, so Mark? Many people. You did the pop-out chat? Yep. Hemp Seeds is here. Hello, Hemp Seeds. Warrior for Christ. Yes. Can you type in? MGD Mills Games. Oh, my gosh. Some people were here so early. Oh, this is great. No, I mean, what do you mean early? Greaseball. Greaseball, man. I haven't seen you in a while. Something about nine inches. I don't know what that means. Murky's here. Wow. Mr. Professor Krug. Mr. Marke. Yeah, so it's good to see you guys. I just want the chat to be in line. Why is it not in line? I have this question like once every three episodes. <laughs> in line. This is, gonna, right. this is gonna be a grudge match for what's in the juke. It is, it's gonna be crazy. I, someone's gonna have to pay real close attention. I'm ready. Oof. All right. I've switched to light beer. So it's... 
light beer. What? Yeah. I, what? I've got water. Why Small you... can light, light beer. Why'd you switch to light beer? I blacked out last episode. I don't know if anybody could tell exactly the, <laughs> the exact moment. It was during the Jim Bodini interview. And then I started like harassing John Jacobson on my, you know, on my phone. <laughs> He's like, who is this? How'd you get my number? <laughs> and you're like, dude, I filmed for you. Like, wake up. Oh, no, that's just I'm hopefully I'm glad I didn't say anything really embarrassing. But, <laughs> oh man. Uh yeah. I think the gist of it was don't text me for 15 years or something that's like that. That's funny. Yeah. All right. Well, let's ro- let's roll here. All right. Good evening, and it's great to have you with us here on a Thursday night. And it was another day of fast-moving developments in this coronavirus emergency, and we will carefully get through it all right here with you tonight. Nearly half of all people in Pennsylvania are now under a stay-at-home order. Tonight, the CDC says the infected passenger passed through busy SeaTac Airport in Seattle, the first confirmed U.S. case, and the new cases in Oregon, Rhode Island, Chicago, and Seattle. Breaking news, the first death from coronavirus here in the United States. And to give you an idea of how fast this is spreading. Seven states just today reporting their first cases of the coronavirus. And Allegheny County is already under that stay-at-home order, while today Governor Tom Wolf added two more counties under that same order, that is Lehigh County and Northampton County, both in eastern Pennsylvania. Governor Wolf says staying at home will help hospitals buy more time. Every project you get involved in, ultimately, is just going to find its way to breaking your heart. We all have our own instincts what we have to do is back up that instinct is this a moment of momentum and drive or is this the conclusion of something you know all these things intuitively we all want the same thing a great moment this is what it takes right Studios in Minneapolis, Minnesota. This is Arcade Radio. Hello, Welcome to season, well, what is this? Season four, episode 13 yes. of the Arcade Radio Podcast. Today is Thursday, March 26th, 2020, and the time is now approximately 7.22 p.m. Central. Thanks for joining us in the Arcadosphere. This is your host, Adam Ovaltine. I'm joined by my co-hosts, Mark, Meet the Time Runner Shields, and Paradise Arcade Shop proprietor and occasional Hawaiian ambassador, Brian Thurston Howell Armitage the third, And joining us tonight, one-time collector of the world's largest cabaret arcade game collection, owner and president of TNT Amusements, arcade historian and 
previous guest from season one. We are pleased to present to you Mr. Todd Tucky. Thanks for joining us. <laughs> welcome. Welcome. Welcome back. Welcome back, Kata. There we go. Yeah. Little... Don't, what, what, what's happening? Did somebody bite their Nothing tongue? I was doing my Horshack impression. <laughs> I think we have a violation here, Brian. Uh, yeah. Oh. oh, no. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, yeah, COVID-19 is upon us, and that's why we're having a good time tonight. Um, you know, this kind of sucks, and we'll get into that a little bit later. But uh, for now, uh, what are you doing now that you're stuck in your hobble holes? Mark, why don't you kick us off? Okay, I will tell you what I'm doing. We're still working on my elevator action restorer, two cabinets. I'm going to install a jungle hunt kit. I freaked out today because I looked at the board and I didn't recognize it as far as the the pictures of what you're supposed to have. So I'm trying to figure that out. And I might do a tube swap. And um, I, this is day 13 of quarantine for me and my wife. Ah, and yeah. the and the, the the good thing that happened in the last 24 hours. We went to the store and somehow they didn't scan all of our liquor. So I don't know what you know what what that means. Am I supposed to go back and I hold up my liquor and go, "Hey, I need to pay for this." That means free liquor. I don't know. Um, pay it forward. To get toilet yeah. paper, I may trade, but we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> all right. I don't know, Brian. What are you working on? Um. Uh, let's see. Got a couple of projects going on. I picked up a nice System 1 cabinet that was very dirty but in great shape. Nice. And pulled the road blasters out of it and dropped the Roadrunner kit in that I bought from Jason Cop like two years ago. Whoa. And I'm looking for a System 1 cabinet. And mm. I actually – oh, here. I decided to use our new printer, so I'm working on reverse printing the Roadrunner marquee. Nice. Having some fun with that. So um, – and then we got just uh, numerous other random projects going on. I've been copying boards like it's going out of style. So we're working Excellent. a bunch of monitor stuff, which should be fun. I need a Xenon vocalizer board and, oh, I don't know, a triac board for an APB. How about that? But, well, Jason's doing the triac board upgrade, and I told you to get me the vocalizer board. I'll copy it. All right. Sounds good. Wow. All right. Todd Tucky, what are you working on right now? Game-wise? Yeah. About 40 games. 40. Yeah, well, it's just me now, so uh, I got a bunch of stuff I'm trying to get done. Uh, just got Richard Mays uh, in uh, England. His games are ready for pickup. Uh, I'm sending a um, tractor trailer here to get his games. Uh, I'm doing that video. It's, it's kind of lonely here. I bet. I get a couple of uh, volunteers. They come in, stick around for a little bit, and then leave. But it's it's tough right now, guys. I hear you. A week and a half. I laid everybody off last Friday. It was the last day. Well, we're going to have to talk about that in a little bit. So, uh, and you did ship out three games, right? You had two game, uh, three game lineup that was in that last video. What were they? Uh, they, they well, let's see. Stargate? Uh, no, the Stargate's still here. That's going to Canada. Okay. Oh, Canada. <laughs> oh. Uh, Canada uh, in the house. There's three cabarets going to ca- Canada that I, but I haven't finished them yet. I have Mr. Deuce Castle. Oh, cool! Which is a conversion kit, a Stargate cabaret, which we did finish, and then um, Zaxxon. Oh, okay. Zaxxon oh. cabaret. I didn't know they made a Zaxxon uh, boat anchor cabaret. I mean, what? Made a lot of. Them. 
Zaxxon can make a lot of, but only a few super Zaxxons. Okay. I like to call it stupid Zaxxon. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, this game is stupid. Impossible to play. Yeah. But, uh, uh, I did videos in all these cabarets, so uh, we did at least save them. Uh, oh, that's good. That's good. We, we have that uh, so people can actually see what they look like because there's not many left in the world. So many of them got converted to the trivia whiz. That was the number one conversion for Zaxxons. Was it there? People wanted the mini cabinet to go in bars. They didn't want to take up a lot of room. So trivia whizzes and uh, phrase crazes. Sure. Uh, were converted to dozens of cabarets. Hmm. Wasn't there a Sega Vector cabaret? Was there one Sega Vector that they did put in a cabaret? No, never. I thought there was some random cabinet. Yeah. Uh, well, I've been talking to the experts. And that giant, that stupid Electra Home. Oh, Sega, yeah. Like, yeah. Or that yeah. horrible monitor. God, that well, horrible monitor. Well, you have the Space Fury cocktails. That had uh, some alternate normal doors. They're thirty-two inches wide. Yeah, <laughs> and I I had two. They were never vended. They they broke immediately. There were four player, uh, and nobody wanted them. They wouldn't fit in any doors. So we ended up uh, pitching them. They ended up going to. Um, they left. Get, went down with the building. I took the monitor out, and the logic board, and the control panels. So wow. both uh, both of those um, tabletop cocktails went down with the ship. Um, wow! And I don't know what happened to the panels in the meantime. You see, got to remember, all this stuff was worthless. Was <laughs> yeah. Worthless. No, I. I, I mean, bought, I bought ten brand new eliminators, brand new in the box. Were out. They were returns in most cases. They were 125 each. Yeah. And I sold them out of my driveway for two twenty-five each. Wow! And you thought you were doing good getting the two twenty-five. And even though they were converted, they were repaired. They came up with that little board that uh, helped them from blowing up. They were blowing up. They really were. It was really bad. Hmm. But um, hence the know. name Eliminator, I guess. So. Yeah. <laughs> and then the Space Furies was was actually everybody loved it. But it, it blew up. You know, it was dead in two weeks. And, Geo eight. Um, yeah. That. Oh God! What an awful monitor. Yeah. We, we've had a few we conversations about that monitor sucked. on the show. The power supply sucked. The monitor sucked. And the bird cage sucked. <laughs> it was just, just an awful, complete design of junk. I uh, <laughs> hear you. Is there a great way to burn your what? Yeah. How do you really feel? But it's like a great way to burn your friend's house down if you just give one to them. Yeah. Here, have this Geo eight monitor. <laughs> yeah, the, the the technology sucked, but the games were terrific. Tax yes. I think was their best one. Yeah, oh, Tax Can's an amazing game, yeah. and it like that that really is a neat one. And it's funny because the the technology was terrible, but the picture on them when they were working was phenomenal. I mean, they really were beautiful tubes when they were working. We actually had one catch fire the other day, though. So I mean, yeah. legitimately, we're sitting in the shop. We turned on a uh, Star Trek. The next thing we know, there's a fire. It's like, yeah, that's not good. Well, I'll tell you what I've been working on. I've been working on um, uh, just working from home and being alone. It's been real sad. Mm -hmm. I have been working. I I, I did start uh, shuffling some things in the basement. Um, I think I might actually make a pinball room in the back of the house, which is the worst idea. i got to move three pins from the general area 
take them apart so I can get them into a back bedroom and set them up. But what that that's coming, you know. Um, I, and I do have a brand new playful on that Xenon, which is pretty fun. Oh, I did do one thing for a friend out there. If Gaines McDonald is listening tonight, uh, he's my the co-founder of the uh, the. Uh, the caps group the the classic arcade preservation society on facebook anyway um he's the one that does most of the posting does most of the, the moderating uh great guy he also has a xenon his soundboards gave out so he sent i said just send them to me i'll fix them to you for you and i finally got around to doing that so did some troubleshooting and it ended up being the vocalizer board there's three little diodes that like to burn out and uh uh a voltage regulator that I replaced and she's off to the races. So, um, I hope he got that today cause I sent it back to him two days ago. Uh, and maybe he's playing some Xenon right now. So, uh, I think it's time to move on. Good evening. The arcade news, arcades, pinball, industry alumni, arcade openings, collecting, celebrities, world record holders, operators, coin op, conventions, new products and gadgets, gamers, the arcade news. I'm Brian McLeod. I'm Adam Stevens. And I'm Tom And now, the arcade news with Brian McLeod. This is the arcade news. Welcome. We're going to keep it kind of click to- quick tonight. And click tonight. Oh, that's sad. Um, how appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> From Oregon Live, uh, so a lot of, uh, and this is actually happening with a number of vendors. Quarter World is delivering games to Portland homes. So you can actually rent games from them. They'll bring it to your home. They'll wipe it down. They'll set it up, and you can rent an arcade game since you can't go to the arcade. Oh. What we've actually been seeing here is that Summit Amusements, which runs a lot of the routes locally, is doing the same thing. And I think a number of different arcades and uh, route operators are starting to pick up on this and do home rentals with the coronavirus going on to try and offset some of the losses they're going to see from really nobody going out and playing these games on location. (coughs) And no coughing. No coughing. Who's who's coughing on the show? (laughs) I, I... I, I covered my mouth. <laughs> I need more coffee. Social distancing. Wait a minute. Okay. And I'm buzz. It's literally what Let's we're go, doing. Robert. Walt, could you get me another cup of coffee? I'm dying. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, have you guys seen anything about this? Have you seen any news of this? Are you guys renting any games? Uh, I'm not. I'm uh, not. I, <laughs> like what? We, we rented a pool. Ta- a lady booked a pool table for two weeks from today. That's when our party was. She called me up and she begged me. She said her kids are going nuts. And <laughs> could I? So we 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 drove it out there last Friday. I said you can have it for a whole month. Nice. Yeah. You know. So uh, you know what? What am I going to do? I can't, I couldn't deliver it after Friday, so I figured I'd drop it off and. She she paid for a month rental, so a month rental is twice her daily rate, and, she, oh. and her kids are now. I, well, I'm sure they're going to still drive her nuts. But. <laughs> they're going to be pool sharks after this. Did yeah, you, yeah. Do we just yeah. not have a car? Who knows? Maybe I'll teach them a new. Uh, oh, here you go, Walt. Here. We're still selling stuff. A lot of stuff on uh, Greed Bay. I'm listing yes. a ton of stuff. Um, my daughter uh, is coming in photographing stuff. So we can um, put parts up. I, I got so many circuit boards, just tons of them. 
I, I just listed a quantum board on eBay. Nice. Oh, nice. Now, do you do that? Is that on an auction or is that on a buy it now? No, we just do a buy it now. And uh, what? Auctions just take for, uh, No, wait, wait a minute. I, do I have that as an auction? I don't remember now. I may have put that up as a seven-dayer, but I think it was just to buy it now. I'd have to look on eBay, but um, we have about a thousand auctions up there. Nice. That, uh, that that's a constant, you know, um, uh, you know, income source. I love it though when I get the, you know, somebody hits the the buy it now, and then they hit the PayPal, pay it, and then I get an email that says, "Did you ship it yet?" Yeah, like two <laughs> seconds later, right? Yeah. Did you, you ship it? You have that up as a buy it now for $1,600. Plus tax and free. Plus tax and free. Now, the interesting thing about it is I had a second one. Uh, Jason Kopp offered me 1500 for it about a year ago. I, I found one. It's clean as a whistle, but I had no way to test it because I don't have a quantum hmm. or any nope. set up. So I shipped it to him. He, paid, he offered it, so I'll give you 1500 he paid it. I shipped it to him. He, I got an email back like a day, two days later. He says it worked perfect. So since this was from the same source, I can only assume it works. But who knows? It's untested officially. I like to test stuff before I, I list it. You know, when I put all those poll positions up, I checked them. And I said, this doesn't work. This doesn't work. This works. This doesn't. Why did you check them? You could just list them all as non-working. Because by the time they get to the customer, they won't be. Thank you, Walt. Thanks. Uh, I haven't any problem yet. Uh, With the poll positions? Looks like it's uh, well, 1600 buy it now uh, for the quantum. I only have bottom boards. I, well, oh. A lot of people have followed my listings on KLOV uh, when we did the centipedes. I tested 50 centipede boards. Actually, 60. And we had 10 that either worked or almost worked. I kept them, and then I sold the 50 as non-working because I they didn't work. Yeah. One, one guy bought them all. And uh, the same thing with Donkey Kongs. I want to test everything at once and then blow them all out as a package. People um, lately, the, the pattern has been they put untested when it's actually tested and not working. I'm not saying that's what you're doing, but that's yeah. been a horrible pattern. Well, I say untested if it's really it, you know yeah. a board. That's what I hate when somebody says the JAMA board is untested. Yeah. <laughs> then they have an auction up of a JAMA board that is tested. and They have a picture of it on the screen. Right. So, so you know they tested it and didn't work. I mean, like your quantum, if you don't have a way of testing it, it legitimately is untested. Yeah, I so. took pictures. It's detailed. But as I said, J Jason will corroborate that the board worked fine. But I, that maybe this one won't. This it looks on it. It looks great. I got the auction up right now. It's a buy it now at sixteen hundred. It looks super clean, and it probably came from a quantum. Do you know? You know uh, in Wildwood, New Jersey, I used to have arcades down there. I had a quantum down there, in a location. It made four dollars a week. Nobody wanted it. Nobody played it, and then I put it up on my um, my old um, uh, price sheets. I used to actually mail out prices of games. I used to sell Quantum for $399. Oh, my God. That's the price. But that's all. Tempest was uh, $225. Missile Command was $175. There's that, there's that beautiful Quantum. But nobody could give two flying hoops about Quantum. And it was a beautiful game, but nobody cared. And, uh, well, nobody bought it, and I don't know what happened. Same with Major Havoc. 
I had one dedicated Major Havoc. I sold it for $7.99. Oh, my God. Worked great. I tried to buy it back from the guy, and he hung up on me. Bang! You know what I bought my Quantum for? Go ahead. I get in trouble for this. I picked my Quantum up for 50 bucks. Plus oh. tax. <laughs> no tax. <laughs> Cash deal. Oh. All original. I, I have no... I, my Quantum is super clean. I haven't done any restoration on it. The only thing is... You had to some, take the dead body out of it. <laughs> some idiot drilled a free play button, <laughs> which drives me nuts because the game has a free play free mode, play right? right? And well, it's like... It's a lot. That's <laughs> typical in, in, you know, nut, nut cases. It, it happens yeah. a lot. And, uh, I think my neatest purchase was something like that when you said 50. Uh, there was a distributor. He used to run the record shop at Eastern Music. Really nice guy. Lived in Jenkintown, next town over. He called me on the phone. I'm going to say this is 15 years ago. And he says, Todd, he says, uh, we're, we're going to be moving because I've, you know, my wife and I are moving. I, I got a game from uh, Eastern that I want to get rid of. It doesn't work. And you can have it for 100 bucks. It's an Asteroids. So I'm thinking, well, he says, I got it when it was pretty new, but it doesn't work now. So I said, okay, I'll buy it. So we went over and picked it up. The guys bring it back, and it was an Asterek. <laughs> oh, jeez. That's, that's... With, a fuse, with a blown fuse. Oh. An Asterek. It was, it was brand new. He, he, they, they, Eastern had to take two of everything. Never went on the route. It was like brand new. It went overseas. I sold it for $1,800. Now, oh. This is years ago. It was brand new, and uh, I went, it, it went overseas someplace. I don't remember who bought it. But wow. I was, I, was, I was lucky enough to get to play that down at Free Play when uh, Jonathan Taylor brought uh, Ted Stryker's original Aztrak to Free Play Florida. And, you know, you hear about these games that are incredibly rare, and some of them are just terrible. Like, they're rare because they were, they were not good games, right? So they, they trashed them all. That was a fun game, and the like the beautiful. graphics and the presentation. I mean, everything about it was the amazing. Bubble. Yeah, it was a beautiful piece of equipment. It really was, but it never made any money. I did have an Astrak on my route years ago. I don't. It ended up getting converted uh, to another <laughs> game because I remember selling the Tre bubble. It, it got I converted to Street Fighter Two. That was twenty <laughs> years ago, maybe. Uh, I junked the Cosmic Chasm. Yeah. I took the monitor out because it was a Wells Garner, but nobody wanted it. I even had it on the um, the forums, I guess, years ago. Nobody wanted it. And you know, when I, when I first started collecting, there was a local guy who would get a lot of trailer loads of games in, and he'd park them out, and he got a lot of uh, grief for doing this. But he would keep putting the games up for, you know, here's a Mario Brother for $400. Nobody would buy it. He'd part the game out and sell the parts for eight hundred bucks, and I mean it was interesting because at the time just people didn't value it. Yeah, you know that stuff came up now; they'd be gone in seconds. Nobody did. Nobody valued it. it, it it's these beautiful equipment. I mean, we get games in, and people have just treated them. We just got a Terminator Two pinball in, and the owner just, just it, it. It play feels gorgeous. The cabinet's gorgeous, but they never did anything to it. I think it's the original rubbers that are on it and such. Just they just left it to rot, and that's what people did back then. Nobody cared. 
Mm. But um, at least at least they're they're finding new life. Now a lot of people know this. But I have a very rare game that I bought brand new. It was a closeout, really. It was five hundred dollars from Eastern Music. Uh, it was vended for like a week and returned. And I remember Phil Sternberg. You know, he said, "Todd, I'll sell it to you for five hundred bucks." Hmm. So I bought it. It's a cocktail Sega Digger, nineteen seventy nine, and uh, it's uh, one of those cocktails on the spindly legs. I never liked them. But uh, the same legs that Frogger cocktails were on, and Potato used a similar cabinet. Yep. But uh, I vended it in a nightclub for a month after I got it. Oddly enough, the nightclub, it was called the East Side Club in Philadelphia. It was in the basement. You had to go down a flight, and your feet used to stick to the floor. <laughs> uh, oddly enough, um, uh, Simple Minds before they became big, played there. Oh, cool. And uh, it was amazing because I heard them practicing their big hit song that was in the Breakfast Club that, that put them on the map. But before that, they were playing in these crappy little clubs. And uh, somebody sat on my digger and the one leg broke off. I pulled it out. There, there we go. <laughs> while I was working on the games it, because I would go there before they'd open. They, they were open. It was a nightclub, so they didn't open at 9 o'clock at night after hours. But, well, um, Todd, I have this thing for Sega Cocktails and I have an extra set of spindly legs. NOS. Yes. Oh, well. I, oh. I, spindly legs. <laughs> actually, I brought the game in. Uh, I've had the game in my house its whole life now. It was in my first house I was in for uh, since I was born, and then we moved into the new house in 2007, I brought it with me. My daughter actually used the cocktail digger. She put a, a, a blanket over it, and she recorded her album on top of it. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah, <laughs> awesome. It served double duty. But I brought it here to TNT, and we are going to eventually feature a video. It is the very best two-player game ever made. Oh. There's nothing superior. Better than Atari football? Yes. Oh, yes. So Ooh. I will I will have an extra spindly leg if you need one. Ah, ah spindly legs. The you ones that are – because they cracked off, right? Like the that pot metal would crack when you kicked it. That's right. And, and I would also break away from the wood in the cabinet. Yep. <laughs> yep. I like that. <laughs> I'd go grab it, but we had a lot of difficulties with me walking around the shop last time. That, I was going to say that's the ball from the Marble Madness, but it's too no. big. That too is big. a that is a uh, candle pin bowling ball, uh, the precise size of the Atari trackball. So. Oh, the four inch, the four inch. Okay, yeah, yep. four inch. We just did a uh, a trackball for a missile command or a missile command. <laughs> if you watch the videos, I show that in one of, one of our last videos was a missile command that went out. That's awesome. Um, but. Uh, Thank goodness arcade shops make those shafts. Yeah. Yeah. You, you got to have a four inch shaft. <laughs> yeah. Tell that to Greaseball. <laughs> anyway. Oh. Hey. But I'm pop. So, oh, moving on in the, in the news. Moving on in the news. Yes. 
the news. With Gizmodo, there's this terrible fight stick thing that people who don't really play fighting games will like that was done for the Nintendo Switch. And anybody who actually does fighting games has a Brook Universal Fighting Board. But it looks really cool. It's uh, $45 cheap than Nintendo's 8-Bit Do Solutions. It kind of hooks onto the Switch and gives you a joystick and buttons to play the fighting games. Makes a little neat console. Might be fun in a plane, but... You know, I gotta I say, know. 8-Bit Do makes some pretty nice stuff. They do. The The one biggest problem with them is that, uh, with their fighting stuff, is that a lot of it is difficult to modify with the mm. other buttons and joysticks that are available, which sure. is what a lot of the... A lot of the fighting guys, as soon as they get stuff, they go and like completely revamp it. Which is weird it's kind because of, it's like, okay, you bought this thing and I'm going to just replace everything. Well, in it's, it. like, it's like Dodge Omnis in the 80s, right? You buy this cheap car and then you spend like $30,000 doing all this stuff to it. I Not never me. understood it. I, have a, yeah. I had a 1979 Dodge Omni. The only thing I ever did is put oil in it. Yeah. Well, you know. <laughs> hey. And. Well, I parked it a few times. Oh, I'll give, no. I'll give one. Sh- I'll give a shout out for a new uh, product, Jabrister, which I have not tried this product, but there are a number of different free play buttons out on the market. Huh? Listed on the twenty fourth of March, a free play solution for the games. It's a small little uh, kind of tactile switch that goes through the coin door, uh, through the, actually the coin slot, and allows you to activate your um, micro switch from the outside with a little kind of nicely printed button. Uh, these are up on KLOV. $10 a piece, 5 for 45 or you can get 20 of them for 100 bucks, which is pretty cheap if now you're this is like, to do a free play solution. This is like the thing where it's got like a quarter printed on it. You just press it. It's like flat. No, this is this is kind of a competitor for that. So mm, that's okay. why I was bringing it up. Like the, the quarter ones have been out for a while. This is a slightly different one. Okay. Uh, it says coin up on it. It looked pretty neat. He did a ribbon cable so you can pass it through the coin slot. Yeah, that's uh, which is pretty nice. Cool. But yeah, I mean, check it out. It's a neat product. Hopefully, within the next three weeks, we'll have an announcement of a lot of new products coming from our shop, and I can be self-centered again. But right now, we're going to give some shout-outs to some other people. All right. Ah. Back in 82, I used to be able to throw a pigskin quarter mile. Back, back to the cave with, with Time Runner. <laughs> Why are things so heavy in the future? Is there a problem with the Earth's gravitational pull? Welcome to Back to the Cade, everybody. We're time traveling to March 26th, 1976. Todd, where where were you on March 26th? Sorry to distract you there. No, no. <laughs> endless text. Yes. March 26th. 1976. <laughs> what was I? Well, let's go. 21 years old. 21. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, uh, I was... Uh, uh, I was probably still in college. Uh-huh. Nice. We're Temple, Temple University. Oh, yeah. Temple so University. At, um, no, 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 no. I was working. I was working then. Because uh 76, I was working at, uh, at the college at Temple. Uh, I had graduated. Uh, no, I didn't graduate until the next year. So I was not only working there, but I was uh, in film class. Uh, I uh, had the distinction of graduating uh, in 77 with Bob's um, Saget. He and I were in the same film class together. We were the only ones to get an A minus. <laughs> as, te- as the professor said, I don't give A's. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay. We were the only ones to get an A minus. There were only 16 of us in the class. But Is that where you got your love for 16 millimeter film? 
Oh, no, I had that for years. Yeah. We were editing. Uh, as a matter of fact, I always wonder if Bob got the idea. I had I had put together a nine-hour film on 16-millimeter using clips and pieces from different movies. And I edited them. Back then, you didn't have the editing abilities of video. Sure. So you literally had to splice the film and, and cement it together. And I, I would put clips together like I had a Jaws trailer that it was the 60-second spot they would run on TV. And at the very end, it would say, and then it becomes, or something like that. And then I cut in a clip of The Flying Nun <laughs> at the end. And I used to run it at Temple University. We had a student activity center lobby. And I ran movies there. Uh, we ran them about eight hours a day on, on a big screen. Wow. Film. Huh. The film. That's you great. Know, uh, it was a lot of fun. And so, Mark, I what was happening? Because and Bob Saget used to watch in the lobby, too. He loved watching these clips. And I wonder if he ever if he got the idea of the America's Funniest Videos, the blooper oh. stuff. We so, call them bloopers. Northeast Camper asked if you still keep in touch with Bob from time to time. If I still keep what? In keep in touch with, with Northeast Camper from time Oh, Sorry, with uh, Bob Saget from time to time. <laughs> Yeah, he, when he visited in Philadelphia, my daughter and I went down. He had us backstage, and we reminisced about the old times. Oh, so he's a busy nice. man, but he was—he's very funny. He was at the TLA Cinema. That's the one of—that's the second movie theater in the country that started running Rocky Horror Picture Show at midnight. Oh, cool! It's the very second film. By the way, here's some trivia for everybody. What? Feature Rocky Horror Fe uh, Picture Show was the first movie in the United States, very first movie to be released in what? Cinemascope? No, no. First movie in the country to actually be released in Dolby Stereo. Ooh. Oh. It be beat out Litzomania by one month. Interesting. That's something. That so all, out of all these movies, this little tiny movie is is filmed and uh, recorded in Dolby Stereo and released. Not many theaters had Dolby back then, of course, but <laughs> it's interesting. Everybody would think it was the first movie to feature transgender, which is not true either, but, but a lot of people never get that question. So if you're in a trivia or a quizzo someplace and they ask that question, now you'll know the answer. Nice. So how, how different is Temple now than it was back then? Well, my movie theater that I designed uh, is gone. They kind of, because nobody's sitting and watching movies in, in uh, big dark rooms anymore. It's kind of all in Temple, it's become laptop type thing. So I went back to visit once, but, uh, you know, it was nice. It was interesting to walk around my old haunts. I still keep in touch with all my students. I had uh, 30 students working for me. We ran two game rooms at Temple, wow. uh, different locations. And we had, of course, all brand new games, all the latest stuff. But Temple got a huge cut, huge, mm, huge, sixty percent. Um, sixty percent wow. Temple got, and forty percent the vendor got. Was, uh, the, the back then because the college you, you had this huge crowd of people, and all they did was play games. I mean, you know, the game room was always packed with people. Speaking of games, uh, we're going to talk about the Telstar and. What is Telstar? Let's listen into this 1976 commercial and find out. You're watching the most exciting game you will ever see on your TV set. Telstar by Coleco with three different games. Telstar Tennis. Three. With digital scoring, variable speeds. 
Telstar Hockey. Each player controls a goalie plus a forward on the other side. Oops, a goal. And Telstar Oops. Singles Handball, a game you play yourself. Telstar Handball, Tennis, Hockey. All three at an exciting low price. For great family fun, hitch your TV to a Telstar by Coleco. <laughs> oh, my I God. I love Coleco. <laughs> In color. Did you own a Telstar, or were you not a console guy at that time? Uh, I didn't. I oh, we had uh, we got an Odyssey. My brother got an Odyssey for a Christmas present, mm. and uh, he fiddled with it a little bit, but that was about it. We didn't do much with it. No. That's where you wiped uh, the the overlay on your screen. Yeah, right. those were cool. It's a sought after console. I you know, and you can buy Pong in any flavor. So I I don't know. I have a. I have a yeah. uh, what did I what yeah. did I just recently get out? I have a pinball breakaway by Atari, mm. and oh. that's got a uh, video pinball and a version of Breakout, and it's color. And I think it came out in 1977. Takes uh, six C batteries or a battery eliminator. Hopefully, you didn't leave the batteries in it. Yep, exactly. But this was clean as a whistle. It was in the box when I bought it, so. Uh, you know, I don't know a lot of these games they got bought, I think, put on a shelf and never played. But yeah. uh, my brother and I used to play Super Pong 4 with the uh, paddles that you could disconnect from the machine. And, so, you know, so it was fun. Wow. Yeah, that was I, have a, a, I have a Vectrex. Uh, it's been in the box for years. Oh. And a, bunch, and a whole bunch of games. I don't even know where it is. It's in my house someplace. That's, but I only played it a couple times. I have a lot. Yeah. I have a lot of those things that are somewhere in my my house someplace. <laughs> <laughs> Mark, okay, Adam, would you happen to know um, what's in the juke? What's in the juke? Okay. Is it over? And welcome to What's in the Juke, the weekly show where we take a moment in time, in this case, March 26, 1976, and play a small segment of a song. And you're supposed to guess, guess, guess the song title, which you will be awarded a half point for. Half point. And you can also give a shot at uh, guessing the artist, and you'll get another half point for that. Half point. How did you get both? Full point. <laughs> what if nobody knows it and there's a fight? Oh, no. Right. <laughs> Again, here we go. Uh, we did make some modifications uh, to okay. the list, uh, so you may see some surprises here, Mark. Uh, but uh, that was just in the interest of having something to play for the audience. Yeah, ah, I see how that goes. We're going to just mix it up a little bit. Here comes your first clip. Again, we want the artist and the name of the track, if you can get it. Here we go. That's such an annoying intro. It's It almost sounds like Brian's... Uh, yes. It's awful. Yeah. Oh, Rick Dusk is in the... Uh, Rick Dusk is in there. He got a, a little bit of a spelling error, but I'm going to give it to him. It's SWAT. And uh, who is the artist? Uh, that's a hard one. Yeah, that's a hard one. I'll accept various artists. The person, the first person to type various artists will get the uh, half point for that. 
so yeah, half yeah. point. Half point. And uh, nobody typed various artists. It's amazing. Okay, all right. Well, then we'll just go on to the next track. Okay, here comes your clip. I don't know if this is the right version. That, does, that seems a little weird, that one. Yeah. That seems a little too modern, too, doesn't it? Yeah, do you oh, think somebody Arcade covered Hollywood it? Got it? Oh, Arcade Hollywood in Boogie Fever. Boogie Fever. It is, uh, that is the correct track. Uh, it is not Pointer Sisters. Uh That's right. Brian Jones has stuff that sucks for 100. <laughs> yeah. Welcome, <laughs> welcome to the show. Yeah, I'm I'm reading your tech I'm reading your uh, chat message Brian Jones and I'm really impressed. I love it. So, um You is here. Silvers Arcade Hollywood. Okay, who got the name? Arcade uh, Hollywood. Arcade Hollywood as well. So they've got a full point. <laughs> Boom, full, full point. point. Okay, here comes your next track that's Boogie Fever Fever by the Silvers. Well, this is interesting. I like this one. I know the the intro to this pretty well. This is one we'll get banned for because uh, they they love to ban us for this oh. this band. But see if anybody gets it. Sticks, Lorelei, Rick Dusky, boom, pushing Dude, through to the first place. Lead. Oh my god! Full point. All right, we got a real fight going on here. Good job, Rick. Rick Dusk. Yep, Lorelei by the Sticks, and here comes your next track. this one <laughs> i think the audience will it's made by a coffee company yeah. <laughs> it is made by a coffee company <laughs> come on down Todd tucky's oh, he's close theater. he's really arcade hollywood is in this for the win he he is really close folgers not not the yeah See, you're okay i'll take you on a trip beside the ocean we're getting closer. <laughs> oh, that was the that's the clip right there. Feels right. Yeah. Oh my. Nobody's got it. Nobody's right. got it. Somebody got close. Yeah. I'll play it one more time uh, here. And you're on your way. <laughs> Rick Dusk Rick is Dusk in it, got it for a half point. Half point, half he got point. Starbuck. And, and you know what? I'm, I think I'm going to give the other to Arcade Hollywood. Yeah, it was good. It's uh, Moonlight Feels Right. Okay, here comes your next one. Oh. Oh. I like... <laughs> oh, Arcade Hollywood again. Bam. Half point. Half point. And the song is So it was the Bee Gees and the song is <laughs> It is He got You should the, be dancing. Title too. Oh, wow. Full point for that guy. Man, nobody's going to catch up. Okay, you guys begin. 
<laughs> you should be dancing by the Bee Gees. Halfway there. All right, here comes your next track. Wow, that's a big drum intro. That could be any oh, wow. song. It really could. No, but that, that double hi-hat, though, you know it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, MGD is in it. Mills Game Dev. Steve, Steve Miller, he got that. Who's next? Not Space Cowboy. Take the money and run. Who, who, who had that? Brian Jones? Brian Jones is on the board with a half point. Half point. And we got a new uh, player up on the board before he goes I, away. I got it. MGD. MGD Mills Game Dev. Whew. Wow. All right. All right. Here comes. This is a tight race. I'm telling you. Here comes your yes. next track. We're down to the say? last four. <laughs> okay. Somebody's going to get this. It was March 1976. What else did you have to do? It's funny is that there's people complaining of uh, delay, but everybody has the same delay except us. We're just waiting right. on people. And that is still the one, uh, Arcade Hollywood. But um, I see way up at the top, Andy Baldwin is on the board. And who got the artist? Wow. Or- Orleans was also Andy Baldwin. Is that right? No. Nope. Arcade Hollywood, half point. Arcade Hollywood and Andy Baldwin split that one up for a half point. Half point. All right. Next track. Got it. Here we go. Okay. Oh, what could that be? Uh, I don't know. Maybe we should play it again. Is this the real? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, here we go. And uh, that is Queen. And now, who was first? Andy Baldwin. Andy Baldwin. And Bohemian, Rhap- Bohemian Rhapsody was Andy Baldwin also. So I think we give him a full point. Am I right? That's full right. Full point. Right. All right, cool. All right, next on, uh, here, here comes your next track. Wow, that's an incredibly long intro also. But Hollow Notes is already on the board. Uh, Andy Baldwin, boom. And it is not Sarah Smile. But he does get a half point for that. And yep. it is She's Gone. Andy Baldwin got it right after all. Full oh, point. man. So right now, uh, Arcade Hollywood is still in the lead with three points. Andy Baldwin in second place with 2.5 points. And Rick Dusk pulling up third with two points. And this what? is our last song, guys. This is tight. But this, anybody could win. Anybody. Well, yeah. If you make like this we, one ver- worth three points, then anybody could win. <laughs> should we give away a prize tonight? There's so many people. We should give away a prize. Mm. What do you got? I have a, a, a grab bag of large fridge magnets. Should I draw one? Sure, why not? All right, here we go. I can, I can send out some chocolate. Are you selling that chocolate? Is that on ParadiseArcadeShop.com? We are selling the macadamia nut chocolate. All right. Nice. Yeah, making all kinds of racket here. I'm going to dig in here. Random arcade magnet. Okay, okay. these are large arcade magnets. Tonight you're going to win a Bubbles. Oh, nice. Yeah, Bubbles, that's a that's a big one. She's like a four-inch, four ma- you know, you know, it's... <laughs> Four inches. Hey, uh, greaseball. Yeah. Oh. All right, here we go. Someone's going to win a magnet. And did I hear chocolates too? And so, yeah, we'll do chocolate. All right, whatever Second happens. Third will get chocolate. If you, okay, here we go. Here comes your last uh, 
your last clip. Boy, boy I don't know if anybody will get one. that. It's the best one. Mm. Uh, that's John not John Denver. Denver. No. <laughs> uh, Aerosmith, uh, that was Andy Baldwin, and Dream On was Andy Baldwin. Am I right? It is. He he made it. He, point. he flew past Arcade Hollywood for first place. Are you kidding me? Wow. Yes, he did it. That's Andy Baldwin. Oh, man. Andy, you, yeah, one of our regulars, he's getting a, a bubbles magnet. Andy, send me your details. If you if you want to pass, you can. We'll pass we'll pass it on to Arcade Hollywood. But uh, let us know in the chat if you want this magnet, uh, and then send it, send your email to Adam at arcaderadio.com. All right, guys. Uh, I I don't think I think this is uh, this is the part of the interview time. Let's welcome to the show uh, one more time, Mr. Todd Atucky. Yeah. Oh, you're back. Oh, uh, I'm back. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and MGD Mills Game Dev is asking Todd, what uh, that strange science rebuild was fantastic looking. I guess he's not asking. He's he's observing. Yeah, there it is. It's a, oh, yeah. It came out great. Uh, nice. It's I gotta tell you, we did some fun stuff at the end. Uh, let me turn the volume on. Uh, Jonathan Scott, oh, there it is. A yeah. Beautiful game. Well, one of our old customers, Larry, has asked to buy another game. So uh, he wanted to buy the game, so we had to deliver it. Is that Larry David? He did. We had to go up here to the top of this tower. <laughs> See that there? <laughs> I'll sit in the truck and watch. They didn't want to help. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like my guys. <laughs> so we took it all the way up the hill to that little window. Did I see that window up there? Oh, God. Oh, God. All right. But when we got to his laboratory, Larry, this is what we Larry. had. Oh, no. There's the strange science. Oh, my God. This is loud. Where, where do you want the game? Yes, yes. <laughs> Over here. We had a lot of fun with this I see you. I see you totally did. I do have a question for you. I have a question for you. Where can we... I'll skip ahead. He wakes it up. Watch. This is how he lifts the head. This is a first. We've never had a guest play a video on our on our video. This ought to turn out really good. Oh, you're stinky. Watch how he does it. Sorry. Okay. Oh my God! Who's pulling that up? <laughs> so you'll have to watch the whole video, guys. Okay. It's well, video where do fifteen twenty two? Where do we see those? On YouTube, of course, by yeah. channel. And what's your channel? TNT Amusements. All right. Uh, Inc. On YouTube, we have 1,572 episodes now. And that, and that one was 1,522? I'm going to... 1,522. Throw it into the I'm chat. Gonna, I'm doing it. I got and, it. And then... So uh, if you want to see that full video, it's a lot of fun. It's at 42 minutes. A complete 
gameplay of Strange Science. Mm. So in well, other words, you will learn every secret the game has, all the layers of programming. It has a ton of great programming. That's it's one thing I love. You know, Todd, that's one thing I really, really love about your videos is that when, especially when you do a pinball, you like to walk through all of the things you can do in the pinball, all the achievements. We can, yes. Not know. all the videos do that. A lot of them are just, some people say they're just, uh, you know, uh, 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 fluff. Uh, well, you know, I, uh, we have some in-depth videos, though, that uh, show uh, a lot of the games. Uh, I did a really good in-depth video on Lunch Lawn Algar. Here's a game that you never see. I shot this in high def with a tripod. Uh, nice. I show you every secret of William's Algar because most of you will never see it. There's only 377 of them out there. Uh, well, that were made. Uh, maybe 25 are left <laughs> in the world. Yeah. But if you want to see it, uh, this particular one I filmed is in Pittsburgh at Papa. Uh -huh. uh, they bought this machine, so it's there. Ryan sixty Ryan sixty one three eighty four said that you're better at playing pinball with the glass missing. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> now I have to show you something. Matthew Mills, the mill uh, who was commenting earlier, made me this. Do you see this here? What is that? Let me turn. Let me activate. Ah. Okay. Oh, go. Is that the uh, Pac-Man? Yes. This is my live sound machine. Oh. So when I push a button, there's Debbie Downer. That's, can you hear the sound effects? A little bit, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's good. <laughs> so this is one of my fans that did this. It's a wonderful guy. He made this for me. That's awesome. He sent it to me about a week ago, I guess. There's the slap. <laughs> and then the eye poke. <laughs> See? And there's e there's even a button with music tracks. That's pretty good. That's awesome. He, he uh, pre-recorded a whole bunch of things. It's made out of metal, beautifully made, and it has a strap so I can wear it around my neck so when I do my live videos, I can push buttons. There's even a Steven button. Listen. Oh, I man. don't anything, see? That's so pretty neat. That's a pretty neat sound effect. And it's portable, and you can see he even wrote on it the TNT Amusement Sound Machine. Nice. That's awesome. How, how level this is, but I, I'm, I'm confused by the delay. Because I'm watching on the screen, but we're recording this, but you guys aren't seeing it for seven seconds later. Yeah, so, and if you look, but if you look yeah. at the Skype feed, you'll see it. Well, except for you can't see yourself, so. No, I can't. I don't have my Skype feed. All right, I want, I want to tell you, I want to first ask you a question. You just mentioned you have how many videos? There's 1,572 uh, live ones, and I have uh, maybe 60 or 70 unlisted ones. So you have 15, and so your last live one was 1,572. Can you, uh, let's first just talk about COVID, uh, what's happened to your shop, uh, why this might be your last video for a while, and things like that. Give us the rundown. Well, it'll be, the, the COVID means I don't have a staff anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so... What I'm doing now is uh, I'm working on a lot of the games myself. I mean, I, I used to do it. I know how to cap a chassis. I know how to 
put a power supply in and such. Um, so I'm able to do a lot of the finishing work because when the guys left, we had almost everything done. Mm -hmm. uh, I put a bargain basement video up just recently of games we're going to sell as is, which we can still do. I can still get the games loaded. People can still get stuff, um, but just not shopped anymore. We won't have the option of doing repair or uh, we've, our service, for instance, is on hold right because yeah. uh of the current restrictions but uh, uh the videos will continue because on this computer uh we've got 20 terabytes of storage and i have a lot of video i've not released yet because i just didn't have the time to edit it hmm. uh so i can still churn videos out without actually using um you know mr camera to film it mm -hmm. so, uh i plan on keeping videos uh, coming but there may be one a week at this point yeah uh, because there's just nothing coming nothing new coming out yeah uh but so you got some ideas uh, though right you got some ideas oh yeah yeah so i have a a very elaborate video because there were basically three cameras uh on the overhaul and shopping of a six million dollar man uh, Frank and I filmed this at a seminar uh, at the PinFest two years ago in Sturbridge, Massachusetts. It's never been released, and it's just a, a, a ton of editing. And we filmed a lot of extra footage uh, to interact with the seminar. If any of you ever attend our seminars, we try to make them interactive and, and fun. We did one at the Expo in October. Um, uh, the... Um, uh, some of you have seen it. We didn't have many in the audience, maybe 50. But uh, sometimes they're they're filmed. Now, Jeff, who's Arcade Hollywood, mm -hmm. just told me he found the footage from Expo of my seminar. And he's going to give it to me so I can actually put my October seminar from Pinball Expo up. So um, that you'll be able to see that. Because the seminar features stuff that's not... You know, shown on our regular videos and such. Um, so, and we want to edit it rather than put raw footage up. The problem with raw footage is, um, I, I don't want any uh, language. Um, we have little people watching. As a matter of fact, little Penny, who's seven years old, is a big fan, and uh, um, we have um, uh, little Lily, who's now two. She watches with her daddy in England. Uh, people all around the world are watching these videos, and we want to try to keep them family friendly. So that means the blooping has to happen. Right. That's why we can't do live streams uh, when uh. the guys are in the back because it gets a little salty. <laughs> so, uh, you know. Yeah, we. It's just not good. You know, we, we tend salty. to we tend to be uh, kind salty. of loose on this show, but we'll we'll mind our p's and q's for you tonight. Just in case there's a seven-year-old watching. Well, yeah, it looks like we have 80 watching now. I'm looking at the uh, streaming. Yeah, not bad. For a while, we had about 95. I think there's a few yep. people that cut out after what's in the juke, but. Oh, the jukebox, yeah. Well, I think everybody was surprised, the jukebox sequence. Uh, um, uh, but uh, it's always good <laughs> to try different things, especially uh, when you're, um, you know, you're trying different formats to see what works well. I see uh, Warrior for Christ in the window there. That's Obi. 
Obi bought the um, uh, Cybernaut from us. Excellent. Valley Cybernaut, which was, of yeah. course, that game that kind of slipped through everybody's fingers. And uh, I have a video, a couple videos of that, but I guess the most popular video is with my wife's head floating around down to the Cybernaut as I work on it. I, I catch her head in my hand, <laughs> courtesy of green screen. <laughs> <laughs> I've had this cough for a while. It's not. I had it before Corona, so it's not. <laughs> I had a little bit of that too. You like wake up and you're like, "Do I have Corona? Do I have it?" Uh, no, no I think that you also get the uh, the fever with that. Yeah, so, and sore yeah. throat, and then you can't breathe, and it's awful. Yes. So, yep. by the way, but, you had some you had some health issues uh, not too long ago, and I just want to say it's really good to see you up and around. Yeah, the heart attack. Yes, that was in uh, the end of May, and uh, it took a month to recover. Uh, but I had five, all five arteries replaced. Wow. Wow. So I had the full deal. Quintuple it wasn't, bypass. wasn't a quadruple. What would that be? A quint? Quintuple. Quintuple. Well, I'm really, really. great. Yeah. I, I, uh, I get, I sleep. I'm out like a light for five hours and I'm up just like that. I just need five hours sleep now. Wow. And uh, I'm wide awake. Now, I do get a little dozy toward the day, so I'll, I'll fall asleep for maybe four or five minutes in my chair here. <laughs> I was, this chair is ugly, but boy, is it comfortable. <laughs> you know how you have those, those, that furniture you just don't, you don't want to get rid of because it's just this, the greatest piece of furniture you ever had, but it's all worn out. Well, I just want to say uh, that I, I know I speak for the chatters and our team when we – uh, say we're glad to have you around. So I'm glad that operation went well. That you're feeling great. Oh my! It was cut. You know, nobody. I didn't actually mention this, but uh, I, it, it, they uh, they actually brought my family in because after they sealed me up and the doctor went home for the night, uh, it was about midnight that I started bleeding up here in my chin, inside internally, and they called the doctor back. He came back from his house. They, and they um, they brought my family in to see me one possibly one last time. They didn't think I'd pull through, but I wasn't ready to die. I knew I had to make more videos, so I pulled through. Second, so I had a I had a second operation that night. Wow! So wow! Uh, well, we're glad. I, yeah, I'm back. I'm back to norm, normal. Normal? No, I'm not normal. No, nobody. None of us are normal. Nope. Abnormal. Yeah. Uh, hey. Todd, just as a, um, you know, we got a lot of people who are kind of around the age where these things happen. What what were you, like, I mean, just for people to know, because, I mean, people are curious about this stuff, what, what were you noticing beforehand? Or was it nothing and then just one day, what happened? Uh, no, it was, uh, I was, I was getting pains. And yep. uh, uh, Frank actually um, is the one that, I'm going to take you over to the emergency room. Um I was taking, um, I went to Disney World because it was going to be a family trip, and the doctor said I could go and just take the nitroglycerin. Yep. So I was taking nitro, putting it under your tongue, and whenever I felt, I felt pain, and then the pain went away in like 20 seconds. And I was taking one a day, maybe two a day, but uh, the last day on, on Tuesday, I was up to three. 
And that's when uh, Frank said, let's go over to the emergency room. And I did, and they, they rolled me right in, and the next morning I was getting the operation. So it was, uh, it was, it was pretty, pretty, uh, uh, pretty uh, risky, I guess. I should have gone in earlier, but he said I didn't have to. He said, you don't have to go in yet. So I went to Disney World. I came back. He said he took another test. He said, you're okay. And they thought I had clogged uh, oh stents. They thought my, I needed some stents. And uh, that wasn't to be. So but I'm back to normal. So if you feel bad in here, do something about it. Sure. Now, okay. Kurt ended up having a heart attack, too. He, uh, he was getting pain. Now, Kurt's 10 years younger than me. And he's actually in great shape. And um, uh, he wasn't feeling well. And he had the pain in the arm. And he went in right away. He got five stents. He was out of commission for a month. So the two of us had a heart attack the same year. Wow. It's been with me since 1983. You guys have to listen to your bodies, basically. Yes. Mm -hmm. And uh, also, uh, you know, just have your doc check your cholesterol and all that crap. Make sure you're on your statins and doing the things you need to do so we can stay in this hobby, for crying out loud. Well, we, that's what we want to do. We want to stay in as long as we can. Mm-hmm. So uh, uh, everybody's in a different um, – I'm going to start another video here. Yeah. I say – Don't take it. Let me turn. Uh, I do a lot of videos that we try to help people out. If you have a Gottlieb Monte Carlo, this video, 1471 – shows how we fix this roulette wheel, oh, which cool. is uh, something Gottlieb used uh, that always requires service. They fixed their roulette wheel once they did uh, teed off. That roulette wheel never goes bad because it uses piezo switches. But this miserable wheel uses uh, the, uh, the gold leaf switches, and it's, oh, no. the gold is shot. You have to literally take emery cloth and clean the darn things for good. It'll be fine for the rest of your life. But uh, <laughs> I, I, I wrote a letter to Gottlieb, and I never got a response. <laughs> so after 30 lousy years, we got out of that. You know, 30 oh, have, lousy years. I have the letter. It says, um, Dear Todd, thank you for your letter. And <laughs> thank, you, thank you for the other letters from earlier. <laughs> and uh, we are sending our you know top... Top guy on this, so <laughs> oh god, our, our one guy. I think I have a picture of. Let me see if I can find this picture here. Wow. I have a really great picture here. I'm I'm working on a new video. Obviously, I'm always doing videos. Yes, but I do have a really neat picture. I was able to get a hold of the Gottlieb uh, repair shop. Uh huh. <laughs> and let what? me see if I can find it. Yeah, let me find it here. <laughs> It's a bunch of rats running around. Or <laughs> you know, one, one of the videos that I really liked, uh, speaking of you walking through a pinball machine, I was kind of looking for some roller derby theme uh, pinballs, and you did one on right. roller, roller games. Ah. And you went through all right, yeah. And there's a couple different versions, and you discussed that. And so, I don't know. I just really appreciate that. It's kind of a cool. Roller games. Well, here's something interesting you might find fascinating. Rob Burke, who runs the Pinball Expo, uh he would always ask me to bring a, do a show while we eat the salads during the banquet. (laughs) He would ask me to come up with, um, oh, here it is. Here's the picture. 
Uh, you know what? I thought it was Gottlieb. It's um, it's not Gottlieb. It's um, Bally. The Bally Customer Care Center. I don't That's... know if you can see that. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Which That's... video is this? Uh, yeah, you need one, of fans, one, one of my fans Say. was able to make that. I, I thought that was so neat. But it's uh, funny. <laughs> Nobody there. Adam. Funny. Adam's favorite game is from Gottlieb. He's, oh, if you boy. find an exterminator, Todd, oh, he has no. been looking for one for years. Uh, somebody bought cabinet. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, if there's any game that I hate worse, uh, it's exterminator. Oh my god! Distributor had one. They had to take two. <laughs> you heard distributor. You had to buy <laughs> two, two of two. every game they made. Hmm. Uh, and we had had one of the prototypes, and. It never worked, um, and I remember it looked like a doghouse. I remember uh, I had it in one of my bargain basements. Like, well, back then we could only do online stuff. This but, guy uh, has that dumb game in his basement right now. Really? Yeah. Uh, I I awesome. didn't think there were many left. They didn't make many of them, and most I'll, junked. I'll tell like, you the trick with that one, though, if you have one. Is to wheel pinball, it out to the corner and let somebody and take set it, it on away. fire. <laughs> pinball Resource has all of the stuff that you can ha- make a complete board set for not a lot of money. Their JAMA board that's in there, they sell for $10. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we've got, so. we've got some uh, worst games coming in from the chatters. Uh, Brian Jones says Exterminator rocks. And then... Uh, We've got a Congo Bongo, which I agree with. I hate isometric 3D games like Zaxxon is so terrible. Why do people play that game? I don't understand. Three Stooges, uh, Wild Western. Uh, I love Wild Western. That's a crazy game. I think that's, yeah, that's it's a great fun. Game. And the Three Stooges huh? is really Wait, great. How can you not like Stun Runner? Gorf. Oh, Stun yeah. Runner is beautiful graphics on that. Yeah, I'm, every <laughs> game has something good to offer. Uh, you know, we have a, the only Three Stooges Museum in the world is 25 minutes away from TNT Amusements. And we maintain the Three Stooges video game and the Three Stooges pinball machine, which was a converted Dolly Parton. Oh, yeah. Oh. So uh, it, it's a wonderful museum. And it's uh, only open on Thursday. Actually, so if it's TNT and it happens to be a Thursday, you can always go over to the museum, too. It's, but you have to be ready for iPods. Um, spooky Pinball. Uh, right, they just released their first pin not too long ago. What was it called? A couple years ago. Yeah. You mean America's Most Haunted? Uh, no. That no. was the first one they made. Yeah. Which games do they have? They had, maybe it wasn't Spooky. I'm thinking of a different. Just did Rick and Morty. No, Total Annihilation. Total Annihilation oh, is also a, a reskinning of Dolly Parton. Uh, actually, uh, at the Pinball Expo, I met the designer. Yeah. At one of the private parties. Yeah. We had a lot of fun. And when I played it the very first time, actually, it's in the video uh, that I have online for the Pinfest. I played it at the Pinfest in. Um, uh, oh gosh, at the. Uh, in Massachusetts two okay. years ago. Okay. And when I played it in the video, you'll hear me say that, that this feels like firepower and cosmic gorilla. Interesting. And 
the guy confirmed it. He said, yes, you're right. They're, they're, <laughs> he combined <laughs> the elements from both games. See, I, thought it, I thought it had a layout very similar to Dolly Parton. Cosmic, cosmic uh, Gunfight. What oh, am I okay, saying, Cosmic okay. Grill? Yeah. Cosmic Grill is a video game. Yeah. That's, That's actually cool. a pretty good one, too. Uh, huh. uh, Universal, but uh, Cosmic Gunfight. This Sweet. is what happens when you get older. You start to forget. But I've been forgetting for years. So, yeah, I practice. I practice during high school. Same level. <laughs> hey, Todd. So, tell us about the time you met Bob Saget. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Bob, I wish I had his money. You know what's funny is uh, uh, we had you on the show our first season. Thank you for being one of our earliest guests. Uh, and we had a blast with you then, and we had a slightly different lineup uh, at the microphones. But uh, you, you did talk a little bit about um, your about your sixteen millimeter uh, and Bob Saget and all that stuff. It's nice to have this refresher because I don't remember either, and I'm sure our listeners are not paying attention every week to every episode. But we appreciate uh, whatever you have to tell us tonight. So uh, uh, some other hated games out there tonight. Uh, Zaxxon equals boat anchor. That's that's quite, yeah. And spy hunter. Somebody doesn't like spy hunter. Hey, don't. Yeah, How that's Brian you? Jones. We ignore him. <laughs> He's Brian, I've, been, I've been trying to block him on the chat. <laughs> Let's see. Can I block Brian Jones? Let's see. Yeah, oh, I, I can. I can block him. I don't think Ooh. you should do that. He's probably he's a, that would be me. He's totally devoted to us. <laughs> you have a time. There's a timeout you can put him in. Ooh, oh, time that's out. funny. Time out for Brian. Yeah. Brian said he didn't like Spy Hunter, and I said that's because he can't re- reach the gas pedal, and he doesn't remember to bring his phone book to see the screen. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I mean, this, this is great. I mean, like, if, if, if we asked for a dollar on Patreon tonight, we'd get 80 so, bucks. So what, Todd, what is your favorite game? Favorite game. All right, let's be good. Let's do a round well, robin of that. I would think it would have to be the Sega Digger. Oh, uh, terms of video game because i played it for hours and hours and hours and uh if with two players it it has you have to play it with two people uh but uh i would think that would be my my the second favorite um i have a beautiful route 16 i always liked that game and uh i had joe zabo of Zabo yeah. Arcades make me the marquee. Every Route 16 in the world uh, has a bad marquee. The paint fell off of it. This is sure. a Centauri game. And it cost me 100 bucks for him to make the master. But now he can sell you a marquee for like 40 bucks. That's pretty so, sweet. And on the hard plastic. So I had the first one made, and now he has them on his website. Mark. Uh, so have, he's he's a, somebody look up uh, Zabo's Arcades. Yep. Um, he Joe does some really nice work. He's really stepped up does. in the last several years. S Z A B O done some amazing right. stuff. And he now has Blackwater 100 art because we had a customer that wanted it. He came over and he scanned in the art on our Blackwater 100 so we could make brand new art for it. So that's pretty sweet. Either, that that game, uh, although I don't really care for it, but. Um, that game had an interesting history. That was, as everybody knows, that was Bally's uh, swan song, and Black they Widow? were new in the box for eleven hundred. Uh, are we talking about Black Widow? Which one? Which one are we talking about? Black Widow? Oh no, Black Water one hundred. Water. Oh, okay. 
Yeah, Black, totally... Black Widow was also closed out. Yeah. Oh, man, I remember the closeout years. Do you know the very first video game to be closed out? I know the name of it. Huh. So I saw it, and people couldn't believe their ears. First game to be closed out in the world was GDI's Red Alert. You remember mm-hmm. that? I don't. Red Alert. Red Alert. Everything oh, airplane, Time for you, Brian. Red Alert comes out for twelve ninety nine. Wow! Do you have a Red Alert soundbite? No, no but he is. I've got my, uh, I've got my uh, light bar in the back here. Yeah, I see it. Red Alert. Red so, alert. Uh, speaking of favorite games, you guys, let's round robin this. Mark, what's your favorite game? Video game. Uh, well, of course it's Super Pac-Man, but Elevator Action is up in the top three, and uh, I'm definitely yeah. Tell me about tell me an Elevator Action story. <laughs> uh, well, I could. Uh, we we converted. You know, Elevator Action came as a kit to convert your Jungle Lord, Jungle King, Jungle Lord, right. Jungle King, or Jungle Hunt. Right. Uh, we converted a couple of them. Uh, they made a lot of money. Uh, people just loved it. And the controls are, feel so natural. I mean, you can just move that, that leaf switch joystick, that wonderful Waco stick, and hit the buttons. It, it's just terrific. And difficulty is, is everybody, it, it, when you play it on like a main, everybody has this damn micro switch crap. Yeah. So it doesn't feel the same. The, the, the joystick is on leaf switch is just wonderful and uh that's the way to play it now the elevator action you're going to see in the video i'm going to be putting up what's today thursday i probably won't go up until saturday the one that's going to england we converted it to uh 220 uh tato cabinets you just move the jumper just like an atari game sure and you convert it to another voltage um and that's going to richard may uh to his arcade, uh, he's importing a lot of stuff, which is nice. Uh, for you know, build we got to get we got to get these arcade games back in you know back in these uh, overseas arcades. You know, they were sending everything back to us, yep. and now we're sending them back to them. So some of them are made across the ocean twice, three times. Now. So let's have let's have, I want to ask a question. Based, you know, so all these arcades, right? We have. Uh, Garcade, we have uh, Galloping Ghost, we have TNT. We, locally, we have Tilt and Updown, and uh, in Colorado, we have several one-up locations and and other arcades around all the all the United States and the UK. And the primary function of these arcades is to socialize. And now we're yes. under social lockdown, and now we're under quarantine. Um, and it could be for a long time. I worry about all these uh, small businesses. Um, what's your take on that? Well, um, I uh, we we had tried to help our customers. You know, we were we've done more. We were the second largest party place in the country. Chuck E. Cheese beat us out with parties, but I remember last year we counted the parties. We were over twenty five thousand parties in TNT wow. since 1987. Oh, wow. We were doing 900 a year. That's one location? Yes, just us. Wow. We booked seven days a week, all day. Uh, you know, Monday through Thursday, we had parties from four in the afternoon till 8.30 at night. And 
Friday we had three parties. Saturday we had five or six. Sunday we had five. Uh, for years and years and years. And um, uh, now we have children that were children, and they're having their parties at TNT. They're they're oh, bringing wow. their children in, so we're in another generation. Uh, all these people, of course, canceled their parties. Uh, we have a three-month cancellation where you can rebook if somebody gets sick or such. We extended that till for a whole year. So anybody who canceled a party has a whole year to rebook uh, their slot and not lose their deposit. Now, uh, we have some people that are hoping. We still have some parties booked for like April 8th, April 9th. They're hoping and hoping, but they probably will cancel. We were all hoping because remember, originally they said it was going to be two weeks. And then that said, well, another two weeks. Yeah. Now, another two weeks. Uh, and, you know, uh, I don't know. It's, uh, uh, it's interesting. I walk around the showroom now uh, and, you know, you know, everything's dark. Everything's off, of course. Sure. We've been going in there to test boards and uh, to try to get stuff working, uh, stuff the last minute, stuff the final machine's going out the door. And, of course, I had everything on the other day when we walked around the showroom filming stuff for the bargain basement, um, yeah, you know, to try to move some stuff out to generate some cash because, you know, people are sitting there um, and – they have all these games and they can't open their doors. Uh, forget the takeout. That just doesn't work. Daddy Pops, uh, the diner I eat in, they have a takeout, but it's a disaster because people are just not making the effort. They're, they're right. going to a local McDonald's. They're not just driving. Because Daddy Pops is out of the way. They only have one location. So their takeout business is dying. And uh, I, from what I hear... A lot of people are having uh, the same issues. And, you know, they're stuck at home. I, I can just see all kinds of issues cropping up because you're going to be going going out of your gourd just sitting around the house. Yeah. I'm, I'm coming into TNT because I own the building and I'm checking up on things and I just stay all day. Well, I get and here it, about it, 10 in the morning. I don't leave until midnight. It, so. Yeah, and I, you know, it's the nature of the beast too. Like this hobby that we love, I, we talk about this all the time. The reason we and you were talking just about uh, your favorite games being like two player games, uh, and you know, there's this this social aspect to the hobby and yes. to arcade and arcades in general. They were designed for for uh, to bring people together to play games. And to be competitive, and to egg each other on, and to discover new things, and and be social or antisocial or whatever. But but you're with people is the point. Yes. And now uh, we're threatened by that. We're threatened by this this thing. And uh, so I just I like solidarity. We all need to stick together, stay healthy, and recover when we're able to. Uh, and I and I think TNT will. Recover just fine. Somebody just said uh, you might as well rename yourself Tucky e. Cheese because you just you know just about beat them up. Oh, the <laughs> well, they've been open longer. Oh, you know what? I have a video. I got it. I got the honor of roasting Nolan Bushnell, the oh. man that started Chuck E. Cheese, and started. Adam kind of did that too a little bit. Yeah, he and, did. <laughs> uh, they that was at the banquet. Uh, Rob Burke 
ask me to come up with some fun questions. I talked, I had a couple conversations with his best friend, Eugene Jarvis, uh, who is the genius behind these amazing games. My God, what a man he is. And he, We've had him um, on a couple times. He came up with some questions. One of the questions we asked Nolan at the banquet was, what machine did you guys make that should have come with this stand as standard equipment? We showed a picture of a fire extinguisher. <laughs> and Nolan knew which game it was. It was his pinball machine, the Atarians. Oh. Because there's no safeguards, and the Atarian pinball machines were uh, catching on fire. Why well, did not know that? So they had to. That was their first pinball machine, and they had to make some serious corrections on that. But uh, it was fun uh, uh, being able to talk to somebody who, you know, pretty much started this craze, uh, yeah. you know, almost single-handedly. And uh, it was I, I, it was such a great honor to be able to do that at that. Uh, so you got to catch that video. I will uh, check that. Just go out. on YouTube, type in Nolan Bushnell roast. Uh, or TNT Amusements. It's on our site. Um, All right. It's on our YouTube channel, too. But we had a lot of fun. We asked him a bunch of questions. I did ask uh, Mr. Jarvis, I said, do you think we should run these by him before we actually boost <laughs> them? In other words, no, no, tell him what no. we're going to ask. Yeah, yeah. Said, Jarvis yeah, definitely no. said no. He said he'll be fine. He said no. he'll be fine. And he was. He, he took it. He took some of the things good, good naturedly. So yeah. uh, I don't want to. I don't want to fluster the guy. You know. We had Eugene on twice, and he, it, you can't have seven-year-olds watch when he's on. So we <laughs> ha we had somebody in the chat say, "Delusional says, hey Todd, I'm planning on making a, f a future tour video with you, maybe with Richie. We'll make a road trip and uh, talk." So he's looking at Florida. So that's pretty cool. <laughs> <coughs> I'd love it. I, Delusional, I met at the. At Richie Knuckles Arcade, he's ninety minutes above us. Boy, it's it, in the in the woods. It, it, boy, what a drive that is! And I'm not great at night driving. Me neither. Uh, it's part of my old age, but uh, Richie has a really nice little arcade up there, and uh, we were filming together. Actually, I have those videos up too. I've got tons of material. Yeah, you know what? Somebody said they're binge. I get constant emails. People are binge watching, watching me. Like twelve hours a day. That's a uh, lot. So they're going to pick up a lot of my nasty traits. You know? <laughs> uh, one one of the one of the chatters is the screen. Uh, yeah. This is an interesting tour of Data East while they're building. That's the Simpsons pinball oh, machine. Oh, cool! I was the only one with a video camera, and I filmed uh, I think a, a, a twelve minute sequence of production of the Simpsons pinball. Um, uh, and of course, you hear the soundtrack. Um, I was a long distance away. I always had a really good Sony camera with me that had super zoom on it, cool. so I could go in real close. So that's another video uh, that you, a lot of your people might want to see. And that's on TNT's site, also. Yep, yep. That's another one of our YouTube channel videos. I was just asked by uh, Jay at the uh, Internet Pinball Database. Mm -hmm. He wasn't aware that I have the only picture, it's on the video, of the checkpoint prototype. Two of them. They made two checkpoints wow. with alphanumerical displays. Oh, cool. The game did not test well. Mm. So they did not release it. 
They left oh. it on the shelf, and then, then they went to Dot Matrix. Uh, everybody knew about the Dot Matrix games, and they rushed Checkpoint in. They converted it to Dot Matrix, and they so they were the first ones with the Dot Matrix game with the Checkpoint they weren't going to release originally. Interesting. So it was kind of, but I have pictures of it, and he asked to put them up for permission. Of course, I said, yeah, of course. You know, absolutely put them up on the database. And guess what I'm doing now? This may intrigue you. A lot of you aren't aware of this. Jay said he, he can't give me credit, but uh, we were having trouble shipping games cross-country on trucks. Uh, we would look at the weight and we'd say, let's say it's 300 pounds, with a, and they give you a price to ship it. And then a month later, they would come back, oh, well, we reweighed your thing, and it was 25 pounds heavier. Or it was 25 pounds later, and we're billing you another 60 bucks. <laughs> oh, nice. Isn't that nice? So I bought a scale, a commercial scale, and for the very first time ever, uh, we are putting the weights onto the Internet Pinball database. Uh, you'll see the exact oh. weight because oh. I put it on the scale wrapped in plastic, but wrapped without the legs, and we stick it on the scale, and it'll get an exact weight of the machine, or with the legs, I mean, with oh, the legs. That's great. Uh, and this way, people will actually know that these games are actually lighter than we thought. Yeah. Um, doing that with the video games, too. So, for instance, elevator action is 260 pounds. Oh. That's the exact weight of it. So that also means with the same board set, you'll you'll know that um, Jungle King and Jungle Hunt will be the same weight, right? And so will um, Alpine Ski that uses the same board set. And there's one other game at uh, oh Frontline. Oh, right. However, the weight won't be the same for Zookeeper because that has a different board system. Hmm. So that would be not, a different be, weight altogether. Be, it'd be like a but pound now, or two. Did you know Donkey Kong is only 210 pounds? Yes, yes light. The Nintendo's so light. I ah, love Nintendo. It's like the opposite of Atari. Oh, so Atari is like... metric ton. Exactly. It's totally great. And hey, we, Tron, the Tron was 304 pounds. Oh, my what's, God. I'm going to 304 pounds. What's I've the heaviest opened. you've weighed? Uh, well, the heaviest would be me. <laughs> no, uh, uh, we put the discs of Tron. I don't remember what it was, but we did get a weight for discs of Tron. The but you see, it's a it's not an accurate weight. It's an environmental without the back piece. Oh, mm. so it was a conversion, and it wasn't. It 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 um it didn't have the no, it did have the logic board, but it was missing the mirror. It, the weight wouldn't be exactly right. Because it was missing the mirror, and the mirror has got some poundage to it, probably four pounds, that, that big reflecting mirror in it. But um, but anyway, I'm, I'm posting that. The Internet Pinball Database now has a line for everything I weighed so far, uh, but they can't credit me because it, he said he'd have to credit everybody. But no. he said he'd do a post, say thanks to Todd for letting, uh, sending the weights in as I weigh them. Of course, I have to put them on the scale and wham they have to be going out of here that's but, so we have like about 10 minutes left and i want to get a couple of the chatters questions and yeti asks uh hey i know you liquidated your games in 2016 your uh your cabarets have you started up a uh, collection of those again do you have a, a modest collection or are you well i didn't liquidate them all oh. i didn't sell them all okay uh, as a matter of fact uh, i'm selling my mr dude's castle uh 
I have not one but two Mr. Do Cabaret dedicated units. Oh, cool. Somebody bought one. Believe it or not, dedicated. Um, mm. They actually made them. It was a kit that the manufacturer purchased from Universal that was designed to go in a specific cabinet. You'll see a video of that. Uh, we're going to be shipping that. It's going to Washington State. Uh, I still have a couple Moppets. Um, I have uh, the, the prototype baby Pac-Man. Um, uh, there's a few others. Gosh, I have a couple battles out still. Uh, hmm. I didn't sell them all because right. the guy didn't want all of them. Uh, I was surprised, actually. It's a fellow in Michigan, real nice guy, Mike. I think he only bought 45 of them or 50. Yeah. Uh, uh, Mark in Canada, I usually play the Canada scene, he's oh. bought 85 machines from me so far. Hmm. And uh, he, he ended up with a lot of the cabarets. He's getting these three cabarets. My second Stargate, um, the, um, the Zaxxon I talked about earlier in the... Uh, um, Mr. Deuce Castle. Um, the um, uh, the I started collecting the cabarets for the stupidest reason. Uh, my wife said I could only have games out in the garage. When we got married, we had to have we had some rules. <laughs> right. She said I don't want any games in the house. That was okay. And I said I could live with that. I had a two car detached garage, but I said my cocktail digger is staying in the house. And she said, you can keep that here. So I had one arcade game in the house until the Mega Touches came out. And then she wanted one of them. So we had a <laughs> cabaret, or we had a, a countertop Mega Touch too in the house. But in the garage, I had these games. I had pinballs. I had a brand new fun house I bought new. Um, I had games in there, but I couldn't get that many games in because it was a two-car garage. So I discovered, boy, I could put cabarets in here and get more. So that's what prompted me to collect the cabarets is I could stuff more games in my garage. Wow. And that was the and I and remember I didn't I wasn't collecting games. I never collected games until my daughter was born. My daughter fell in love with the games, Tammy, and she loved the games. And that's when I actually started collecting the cabarets. Oh, cool. I said, hey, maybe I can get every one. I got my collection up to I think a hundred of them. I think I had a hundred different dedicated cabarets they made that many wow a lot of them and well, uh, you this know, included the new ones by team team uh, team play oh yeah fender stargate and the centipede millipede missile command uh, i had them all i had them all at one point but uh college comes knocking yes speaking and, of uh, uh tammy and your family Natropolis asks uh are you all healthy Oh, yes, yes. Everybody's doing well. Tammy works at a, um, a retirement home, uh, and uh, she she will never you know, be out of work because, of course, now they're all in lockdown, too. Yeah. Uh, Terry is in her uh, – she's finishing up her third year college. She wants to be a teacher. Um, neither girl is interested in the games, but they are coming in and helping. So uh, they're able to um, – Assist me, um, you know, listing stuff on eBay. Oh, uh, cool! They do. They host the parties here. At nice. least they were. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. 
All right, so we we got a couple more questions. We're going to wrap it up for tonight. Um, uh, Mark. About that Arcade Jason one. I saw he was asking, uh, are there any PCBs you think he should produce that you could be using for uh, some of the games that you restore? Well, then, uh, uh, I guess it's like, you want some pole position PCBs? Like, what's your (laughs) toughest, most frequent repair, I guess? Well, Asteroids, it's hard to believe, but Asteroids is one of our best-selling games. Huh. Still. Um, uh, That's Ms. interesting. Miss Pac-Man is the number one seller. Miss Pac-Man, right. Uh, pretty much all the, the cla- classics. The Galagas, the board is just like impossible to keep working oh, on. Oh, God, I hate Galagas so much. What happened is the chips, yep. the IC, the Brahms, were silver, the legs, and you have to pull the chip out and clean it with a fiberglass eraser. The best cleaning thing in the world, it's a fiberglass eraser made by the eraser company. Mm-hmm. And they sell this eraser. It's a blue. It's called Coarse. Um, and these wonderful erasers, uh, they're not cheap. They're not cheap. But you can clean the black off those legs. You can wipe them clean. If you catch it before the leg starts to disintegrate and fall off, you're yeah, okay. Yeah. Mm. So you take each chip out. We brush them inside and out. We squirt some um, uh, contact cleaner in that dissipates. It doesn't stay there. And put the chip back in. And then you're probably a-okay unless the socket's bad. Yeah. Uh, Frank has a, um, a wonderful machine that sucks the sockets out and – uh, I mean, we've been putting sockets in for years now. But, for instance, if you have a WPC game, that logic board runs will run forever. But you have to put the switch chip in the socket because there's be some clodhopper under there that'll short out the switch line. Then you can change the chip in a second. By the way, that's a good that's a good piece of advice. Like uh, sockets, especially the you know the older they get, the plastics get old, and they're a single wipe. And uh, you can you know when a socket is bad when you can slide a chip in and out by hand. Oh so, yes, you know as soon as, if you can pull on the chip and it comes out. Yeah, you got to change the socket. And Just so ask. if you get even if you're like a, a pro and you and it's pretty easy to get a chip out, like that's a good sign. Time to put in a dual wipe socket. Um, yes. And on Williams boards, I've found personally that it's better to break off the top part of the socket and expose the pins. And then yes. you can solder them and pull them out easier. There you go, a nice dual wipe socket, and and you want something with a bracket in the middle. So there's, you know, there that's a good quality socket. Now, now listen. In fairness, in fairness to these manufacturers, Williams, Gottlieb, Bally, these manufacturers made this equipment not for us collectors. No, not at all. They made the equipment to do one thing: make, make money. Money, and then. The equipment was supposed to get thrown out. Right. It was. Yeah. And here it is 40 years later. And we're running. We're still playing Gorgor. (laughs) Oh, no. And the board is still running. Yeah. And And the number one killer, the number one killer of pinball machines was the damn batteries. Mm. Oh, yeah. Very true. Hundreds of boards. Yeah. Hundreds of boards. And... If that battery pack was not on those logic boards, most of them, most of them would still be running 
other than the crappy sockets. Mm -hmm. But for goodness sakes, it's 40 years later. So the sockets could be crappy. Right, exactly. Who, I mean, we got all these years out of them. They right. weren't supposed to last this long, guys. By the way, if, this stuff doesn't last. Yeah, if you're a fan of pinball, uh, you owe it to yourself to check out uh, vendors like Alltech and Rotten Dog. And there's a few yes. others that make really great replacement power boards and solenoid boards and all kinds of really great stuff. Uh, they have saved so many games. Yeah. Uh, God bless the Dave at Alltech. God bless. Yeah. It, and the Rotten Dog, my goodness, that man has helped so many of us. And and the, the amazing thing is like back. the Alltech board, it, you know, it's all – uh, surface mount, but he also puts the original sockets in. So if you if you have a bad component, a, a, a you know a surface mount component, you can replace it with an old chip. I've I've bought dozens and dozens and dozens and dozens of old tech boards, mm -hmm. and I'm going to show you how many have gone bad. You ready? <laughs> oh, oh, two. Okay, that's pretty two. good. And you know why they went bad? Because some fool was changing stuff with the power on. Ah. Squirted out the chip. But guess how quick you could fix an Alltech board? Yeah, because you. Just yeah. like that. Put in the old, old chip. chip. Yeah. That's right. Nice. And, and also, I have to mention the nine month board, the the wonderful new Mach, Mark III, Mark II board for the System Ones. Oh my gosh, what a wonderful board. Cool. Brian, and are you listening? Now you can have, you can, you can update your old System One. Your Cleopatra, your Sinbad, and you can have uh, uh, it have a uh, skill shot now. No, it has memory features. Oh, it, 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 what a great deal! The board's under two hundred bucks. That's You'd great. Be a fool not to upgrade your System One board. But remember, you got to put a new power supply in it. Do not use the System One power supply, the yeah. original one. Yeah, it sucks. Do not rebuild it. Buy a new one. Man, Todd, your language is so bad on this show. No. Oh, since it sucks. Wow, we're going to have to bleep that. <laughs> no. I'm making a little penny. She's heard that word. Yes. <laughs> that one's fine. All right, well, Todd, I want you to stick around after the show. Just hang out with us. We can wind down with you for a couple minutes sure. before you uh, hit the hay. Do you have anything uh, during this time of... Uh, pandemic <clears throat> crisis to and any advice for our listeners before we sign off for tonight buy all of todd's stuff that he had in the exactly. last video go. <laughs> go go shop on our ebay store please yes. uh, um, on our website that. we got uh, interactive stuff on the website we have a walk through one of those google 360s you'll oh, walk yeah. around cool. uh certainly mine our our channel we got tons and tons of videos You'll even catch me floating, like here. <laughs> I do some floating. Uh, got plenty of great stuff uh, coming while you're stuck in the house. Uh, we're going to still try to bring videos out. Uh, I only, ha you know, as I said, I just have to be able to get here and log on and then edit. The worst case scenario for me is I'll bring the movie computer home to the house and edit there. But I still think I need to come into TNT and make sure everything's okay. Um, it, I, everybody needs to hang on there, uh, you know, through this crisis until it's over. And uh, it will come to an end. It will end. Uh, we just don't know when. Exactly. And right. uh, I, I'm, I'm hoping people are going to hang on, keep their arcades, 
They had to shutter their doors. Randy at Randy Land, he had to shutter um, uh, down on the boardwalk. A lot of you have followed him and his and uh, his exploits. Uh, we have the pinball, silver ball museum up on um, in Asbury Park. We've got the Morristown Game Vault. Uh, we have the pinball gallery in Malvern. Uh, they're all having issues. They, you know, we just got to hang on there, guys. You know. Well, yeah, and I'm going to give a shout out for uh, Todd's got 852 items on eBay. So anybody who needs anything, go check it out and support them because this is the time that uh, that all these guys need support. I That's could right. use the dough. And visit TNT Amusements. Go to the Facebook page, like him, ring the little bell so that you can watch his videos when they come up, and uh, and stay tuned because we're going to have him on again. In a year, we're going to see how this all shakes out. Okay, a year, a whole year. Well, you know. Okay, we'll check with you six months. How's that? <laughs> good. That's a good. Yeah, we deal. miss you too. All right. So, okay, cool. Uh, Mark, should we uh, should we wrap this up, you guys? Yeah, we're ready. All right, hang on, Todd. I'm 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 not blacked out yet. You're not. Awesome. Well, this is this is good. This is good. That's thanks oh, for listening man. in, guys. This has been a great show. We'd love to have Todd on tonight. Uh, it's been the double R's. That's Arcade Radio. Like us at Facebook at Arcade Radio or check us out on the semi-regularly updated blog at ArcadeRadio.com. That's R-C-A-D-E-R-A-D-I-O.com. Call and leave comments and questions on the game line. That's 612-548-GAME or 4263. Subscribe to our YouTube channel and click the notification bell so you know when we're streaming live. It's right there. Just do it. Do it. You can also subscribe to our podcasts on Anchor FM, iTunes, Google Play Music, and wherever podcasts are streamed. <laughs> All right. That's going to be it for the show. From the Arcade Radio team, we hope you had a great time, and we'll see you on the next episode. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, the pull over. Pull over. <laughs> oh, no. Because you like my DeLorean? Is that it? <sighs> Last week I was doing stuff like this. <laughs> Here comes a big finish. I kind of like I kind of like those lights you have to have them every week, Brian. Yeah, <laughs> it's just awesome. <laughs> <laughs>